honestly, I would think that if there was a war to happen, instead of actually sending people, they would just use nukes. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Money Makes Sense podcast, where we make money make sense. My name is Nicholas. My name is Samuel, and we're happy to introduce our guest once again, Nathan, who's here to talk about a non-traditional post-secondary path. Okay, I'm Nathan, and I'm choosing the career to join the military. And I have to correct you, Samuel, that it's not only limited to people who will finish post-secondary. You can actually start doing it when you're 16 or uh, apply for the military with parental consent. That's very interesting. Thanks for letting me know about that. So Nathan, we have some questions we'd like to ask you so that we and our listeners can learn a bit more about joining the military. First of all, what motivated your choice to join the military? Um, well, what, uh, what made me choose to uh, choose this career path, you ask? Well, it's because uh, my dad actually told me that it's a good choice and I, did, I wasn't really sure what I was going to become after I graduated from university. So I just thought that this would be a cool and interesting path. Uh, when you say cool and interesting, what specifically about the military makes it cool or makes it interesting compared to, say, being a rocket scientist or becoming a doctor? Okay, well, you know how in the real world there's a lot of different jobs, right? Like cooks and stuff. Well, all these jobs, you can find them in the military. Mm-hmm. Like they have positions, they need cooks, they need engineers, they need scientists, right? And then also um, by joining it, you also not only get a job, right? But you also get a lot of good benefits. Okay. Uh, can you tell us about some of these benefits? Okay. So one of the benefit is if you apply for the military and you graduate university or like college, right? They will pay for your tuition. So you basically go to school for free. Okay, so do you have to apply for the, like, the military before you go to a university? Or how does this process go? Uh, you can apply right after high school or even during high school. And if you get accepted, you just tell them like what school you're going to go to, right? And then they will know and you would have to speak to someone like a recruiter to get additional information. Okay, that sounds good. So th- that's generally speaking, that is what someone could do. But like for you, can you go into specifics about like your plan? Uh, like, you know, what part of the military do you intend on going to? And like, how do you intend on going in your pathway? Okay, what I'm trying to do is uh, I'm trying to join the Navy, right? As like a officer or like a technician, right? So I would need to know like a mechanical engineering. So I need to get into a school that teaches mechanical engineering. And then I also at the same time, right, right, apply for the military. And then basically just do school then. And while you're doing school, if you if you get accepted into the military, right, you are now basically working part time for the military while you're doing school. And the reason why, uh, the military pays for your education is because when you're studying now, you're not studying for yourself, right? You're not studying for yourself to get a degree 
and a job later on, right? You're actually studying for like the country, basically, right? Because all that knowledge is gonna protect the country, right? So that's why they pay for your education. Yeah, like when you told me you wanted to do the like join the military, my first reaction was like, "Won't you get shot? Like, aren't you gonna die? Can you can you elaborate on this?" Okay, so yeah, like the common myth is like, "Oh, you'll be deployed to war and you would die, right?" But the the chances of like uh, for us to go to war is like very low. And right now, honestly, I would think that if there was a war to happen, instead of actually sending people, they would just use nukes. just use nukes okay yeah so i've also heard about how great the pension is for the military can you talk a bit about that from what i know uh i heard that if you work for 20 years straight right you get like the best pension right it's just uh the military pension is the second best in canada but also, you'd be able to retire super early at an age around like 45. Okay, well, all of that sounds pretty appealing. But I can't help but wonder, how much are you going to get paid if you're working in the military? Obviously, you said there's a wide variety of jobs you could work. Like, if you want to be a cook, we can be a cook in the military. If you want to be an engineer, you can be an engineer in the military. But how does the pay differ from working outside of the military and with, like within the military? Well, um... Basically, military is basically a government job, right? So it's like it, there might be a difference in pay, right? Compared to like a privately owned company, right? But like if you work for the government, it'd be a safer choice and you would get like more vacation days or something like that. You would have a little bit more freedom compared to like working for a company that makes your schedule for you and such. Okay, so Nathan, one of the things I was curious about when you mentioned working, uh, like applying to the Navy, but even before you start university, and then your university uh, like tuition is obviously going to be covered by uh, the military. But if you apply for the Navy or, or apply for the military while you're in the uni- while you're in university, are you forced to go to work for them after you finish graduating? Okay, I'm not too sure about uh, that, but. I know there is a part-time and a full-time. And part-time is basically what you would be doing if you're in the university and you are and you have joined the military. So a part-time is basically like a part-time job. You would go okay, to like so the let's base, say you did like sign a full-time uh, contract with the military. What is the life like, like while you're working? And uh, if uh, you're busy with homework, right, you can actually tell them that you're busy with homework and you can't make it. And they will understand and they will let you work on your homework. And uh, transitioning, if you like, if you enjoy uh, the military, you if you want to transition into full-time, right? Full-time, the transition between full-time or part-time to full-time takes about half a year. And what full-time is basically, you sign a contract that to, uh, with the military saying you would work for them for three years. And then after that three years, uh, your contract is finished and you can either like quit the military or you can sign another contract and continue working for them. That sounds great. Now, I have a question about working on the military base. You're going to be quite a w- far away from your family and I'm not sure how the hours work, but how do you feel like the work-life balance is while working at a military base? Well, uh, 
not all bases could be like far from your home, right? Uh, there could be ones that are close to your home. And like I said, if you're working part time, you would only have to go like twice a week. And maybe like once every month, you would go like uh, training somewhere in like the wildlands uh, with your team. And you could still you can still be able to go home if you were working part time. Like some people in the military, their whole career uh, they don't sign a contract and just work part time for their whole career. From what I heard from a couple of people, all they say is like every day they just exercise for two hours, do their jobs that they're assigned to do, and then they eat and sleep. And it's uh, they say it's very very relaxing. And it's 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 a lot of uh, enjoyment for them because they make a lot of friends, and then they just work out together. Uh, since you mentioned that you have to work out and exercise every day, if I want to do a more uh, like a like a like a sort of like if you want to do a job that requires like more thinking than physical work, like let's say I'm an engineer, right? Or if I'm doing like if I'm like a like a doctor or whatever. Like, what kind of physical requirements would you have to meet, or you know, like how fit do you have to be just to be in the military? Okay, so this question, uh, the answer to this question is, everyone who joins has to pass the basic military qualifications test, which is a physical test to to see how uh, you need to pass this to see how fit you are, basically. And uh, from what I know, is you have to run like a kilometer. Uh, like as many push-ups as you can and sit-ups within like two minutes. If you uh, that's uh, for something like not like a soldier, soldier, right? Like if you are like an actual soldier, uh, you would also pass this BMQ, but you also go to the next level, which is like you'd be like carrying a lot of weight on your back and more, more physical, physical exercises and tests and. Uh, if if you even if you want to go even further than this, you the special forces, right? Like the JTF twos. This takes lots of strength, energy, power, and you'd have to be like super super fit. Oh, I see. Okay, uh, since we're talking about on the idea of like fitness or like basically like general military like regimens. Um, I was curious because like if you're working a normal job, like maybe you have like a manager or like if you're a small company, you just have the, like the boss, right? But if you're in uh, the military, how exactly does like the chain of like command go? Like who, how many superiors are you going to have? And if they tell you like, yo, drop and give me 20, or do you have to do that if you're like an engineer? Well, uh, there's like sergeants, lieutenants in the military, right? Who's basically like your superior officer and i don't think you'd be you'd be like forced to drop 20s if you <laughs> if you didn't do anything wrong if you were like uh i mean 20 push-ups right it's not that challenging more realistically it would be like 100 or something right but i don't think they would give you i don't think they would give you uh make you do 20 push-ups for no reason unless you did something bad and they found out Honestly, with all this information you've been telling us, it's making me want to learn more about joining the military. How can I and our listeners find out more about this? Well, uh, there's a lot of different ways to like uh, join, or like I know like two ways that you can join. Uh, one is like you just apply, right, for like the military, and you just go to a regular university, right. But there's another option, which is joining the Royal Military Colleges, that are in. Uh, 
that's there's one in uh, Kingston and one in like Quebec, and uh, basically you would you would join those colleges, right? And they would they would also give you like a degree, like a engineering science degree, something like this, right? And uh, in this in these schools, it's a uh, it's more like a actual like military like they would do like daily inspections around your like uh, dorms and then uh there would be physical training i saw this one video where they were repelling from helicopters (laughs) and uh (laughs) (laughs) wait so even 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 the people that like like if you want to be an engineer right you still you can either repel from a helicopter yeah you you can uh it's like it's like that's like basic training, right? You would if you were like a, I know like a, if you were a, like a ground engineer, right? Like who someone who fixes like these like eight uh, like like super off road cars, right? Tanks or something like that. You would uh, if they were to like deploy, you'd be actually be deployed because not only are you fixing cars, but you are also planning the routes and uh, different like ways the. The, like the where they should go and like like muddy areas like uh like you have to plan the route for these vehicles um well it seems like there's really nothing bad about the military but like there's got to be some downsides right well the only downside i can think of is like if you uh if you sign a like a full-time contract right and then you like in the middle you just like oh i don't want to do this anymore you can't like you can't just quit like that. Well, why not? Well, because then you'd be thrown into jail for being AWOL. So, wait. So, if you... So, let's say one day, when you're stationed out in the middle of nowhere, like a different country, and you have like a mental breakdown, you really just want to come back home, right? Just leave the military. So, you literally just can't, or you're going to be thrown in jail? Well, from my research, um, basically, if you don't do your mission, right? And they catch you, you go to... Yeah, you go to jail, and... Basically, you'd be you'd be called AWOL. I think. Uh, okay, so I mean, with that being said, like I think, I think you have to have some degree of like mental toughness, right? Not not just passing like the physical requirements, but like you also have to have that like you know you have to be mentally tough to like stay in. So, uh, could you describe to me like you know what kind of person do you think would would thrive in the military? Someone who has very good leadership skills. That's very important, right? And. Uh, if you're like like mentally strong, maybe you don't get like breakdowns like ever, and you're like super calm, right? That those people can I think can really thrive in the military, or maybe maybe like uh, even if you're like a little bit nervous, maybe this is like something like to face your fears even. So uh, Nathan, why don't you give us an example by telling us a bit about yourself? Like, what kind of skills do you have? Like, I know. You're, you're quite like handy and you like to fix stuff around the house. Could you give us some examples of that or like what kind of person you are? Well, um, like for as a hobby, I just like to use tools, right? Fix like uh, random mechanical problems, right? If there's like something broken with the car, I would like to, I would try to like troubleshoot it and fix it, diagnose it by myself. If something's broken around the house, I would also like try to fix it by myself, right? And uh, yeah, I just like that's I do this as like a hobby is interesting to me, so that's why I think if I were to get a job that's like like a hobby, then 
I'd be basically mm-hmm. doing a hobby as a job. <laughs> and, you, and you would get paid while doing it, right? Yes, and mm. you'd get paid while doing it. I see, okay. So that sounds, that's why I chose this、uh, career because it, sounds, it sounded very interesting to me. And I, uh, like, a lot of people say it suits me well, and to, yeah. And again, like, it sounded interesting, and I think I, I'd enjoy it. Yeah, I would like to talk about、um, how in the military it's a very structured, like, there's rules that you have to follow, and it's a really organized atmosphere. But if you want to be creative outside of the army, I know you like fixing things and doing things on your own time. How, how does the military, like, support that and allow you to、uh, work on your hobbies while also being on a base away from home? In a normal job, you would have, like, a nine to five, so you're working eight hours. You have eight hours of recreation and then you would have eight hours of sleep, preferably. So, what would that look like in the military? I know that in the military, you probably have to wake up earlier, you have to do your exercise. How's your free time structured and how does that compare to working at like a private company?、Um, from what I can remember, is、uh, you'd go to sleep at 11 and you would wake up at 6 and then、uh, you'd be just doing your job and working out, right? And then I guess the time in,、uh, like after you finish working, I guess that's like free time. But you're not, you're not also like always at the base. You can, you can go home like sometimes, right? And then you, on like those days, you can do whatever you like. I would answer your question even better in the next five to ten years when I hopefully、uh, sign a full time contract with the. Armed forces.、Uh, so, what it seems after hearing from、uh, you know, Nathan's experiences, it seems that whatever job or whatever、uh, direction you want to take into, like when you, you want to go into, there's an equivalent for that in the military, right? And、uh, it just, it's a lot of, there's a lot of different responsibilities, but a lot of it is also the same in terms of like, how much you have to work or you know, how much free time you're going to get. And a lot of it is different, but it's going to take. You know, you have to be that kind of person that has some sort of mental resilience and you're able to adapt quickly. And as Nathan mentioned, like, you need some、uh, leadership skills to some extent. You need to be able to talk to people. And like, from there, you can be very successful in the military. And as, since Nathan says, you know, if you're going to be paid for doing your hobby, then you'd be an idiot not to take that job, right? Yeah, so for any listeners that are considering joining the military, as long as you fit the aptitude test, you feel like this is something that's right for you, we're happy to recommend it from all the information that Nathan has told us in this episode. So thanks once again to Nathan for joining us and letting us know about this great information. Thank you for having me. And thanks to our listeners for joining us on another episode, episode 9 of the Money Makes Sense podcast, where we made money make sense.